I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Second Take Variety Hour. Second Take Variety Hour is filmed in front of a live studio audience. Welcome to the Second Take Variety Hour. I was honestly just petting a dog and didn't think of an intro, and I'm Sebastian. I think that's enough of an intro. It seems pretty on point. Petting a dog? Yeah. Oh. Are there, there are fewer pleasures that are um, that are that pure, of just smushing your face into a dog's face. <laughs> oh, yeah, you little... Yeah. I'm Andy Shosler. Hello. And Alex <laughs> is not here because... He's saving lives. Yes, his life, his own life, by completing his university assignments. Still correct. So oh, such a such poor time management. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You say that it's so cruel. I remember being at university and yeah, always leaving things for the last minute. Yeah, but I, he, you know, you, you know, I don't know. I don't think it was on purpose. Like there was a lot to do, and there was also a culture of leaving things to the last minute. I don't know why professors haven't caught on and just decrease the deadlines like this essay this 500 word essay 5000 word essay is due tomorrow he knew we were recording though like that was he had foreknowledge weeks yeah. ahead it's not that he left it to the last minute it's that he double booked himself which is the silly billy thing yeah all right no 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 uh forgiveness here i'll give him a pass i finished i, I finished playing shifts at six in the morning and still rocked up to record yeah. something <laughs> and i'm bitter about it and i talk about it all the time Good. Remember, I'm a hero. Get it out. <laughs> so, if you're joining us for the first time, none of that made sense to you. But what will make even less sense is the fact that we pretty much just talk about any sort of pop culture that we've consumed on here in the last few weeks and give a bit of a summation about whether it's a good one or a bad one. That's yep. pretty much it in a nutshell. If it feels unplanned and improvised. Yep. Yep. That's it. <laughs> so <laughs> You've tuned into the right show. Today, I'll be talking... In passing, at least, about Netflix coming out with episode of Rocco's Modern Life and an episode of Invader Zim. Because they were on, I gave them a bit of a watch and had a pretty, pretty good time, but I'll talk about those in a bit more. Now, were they things that you had seen before? Like, did you grow up watching Rocco? I, yeah, watching both. Yeah, absolutely. See, I remember, I remember Rocco. Um, it was part of the lineup. Uh, you had Rugrats, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. What else was there? Uh, Rugrats all grown up. If you wait a little, I can't remember the lineup now. It wasn't Cartoon Network. No, it was Nickelodeon. The, Nickelodeon. That's yeah. right. Um, what else? So have, have they got a special deal with Netflix? I have no idea because both these shows were they're done. Like they're not active shows yeah. anymore. Haven't been for years, unless yeah. they're bringing it back. Well, I don't know. I don't think they are. I did. From what I can tell, I did notice on that. My wife pointed out that Rocco was back. I thought it was the TV show. 
Well, had, it's an episode of the TV show. It's a uh, forty-five minute episode, so it's yeah. not even long enough to be considered a movie. It's like a special. But I saw it and I thought, oh, that that'd be interesting to watch. I thought it was, you know, they brought back the whole show, yeah, to relive it again. Oh, more monsters Inc. You no, not monsters, monsters Inc. Ah, yeah. real monsters. That's the one. Oh, sorry, that's yeah. Yep, remember yep, that one? Yep, that was good with like yeah. Icarus, Crumb, Oblina. Yeah. Oblina is that right? Was yep. the tall one? Yeah. Yep, Crumb was funny. Crumb was good. Oh, stupid Icarus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's a trip back. I liked it. That was a really good... It was it was Animaniacs, but, you know, kind Tim of... Tim Curry uh, was in it. Was he? Yeah. He wasn't the Gromble. He, he, he did was do that a weird lot of fly work. monster that was sitting on his shoulder, the one-footed oh, fly monster. Right. That yeah, was Tim he, Curry. He did do a lot of voice work. Yeah. Good and stuff. bless him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But what are you talking about today, then? Well, I want to talk about TV shows as well, but yep. specifically about Billions. I've finished off season three. Yeah, I'm very late because it's it's been out for a while, and season four is out. God, I've got to get started on that. That's a show I really liked at first. Are you, are you familiar with Billions at all? You'll have to give me a full plot breakdown so when we start. Damien Lewis with a beard is in it with Paul Giamatti. Okay, so Stanley Tucci. And no, no, sorry. No, who's Dam- sorry, Damien Lewis. I don't recognize Damien that Lewis. Name. Have you ever seen Band of Brothers? Oh, God. He, he I, played, I knew it was on TV. He played it. Captain Winters in Band of Brothers. Uh, there was a show called Life where he played a wrongly imprisoned detective who was out of prison trying to uh, track down... Uh, the, the the people that betrayed him and caused him to be what's his name again? Damien what? Damien Lewis. He's an English guy. Actually, listening to him in interviews is rather remarkable. I think he played Henry the Eighth as well in some sort of mini series or some. I, I think it's available on Netflix now that I think about it. Um, but I haven't seen it. It's on my it's on my list of. All right, he's Ginger. He is. Oh, he's from Dreamcatcher. He gets shot in the butt. Oh, there you go. Um, <laughs> he's a terrific actor, and hearing him talk with his real accent is oh. strange because he I've only ever heard him work with an American accent. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the new Tarantino film, uh-huh. he plays Steve McQueen. Oh, terrific. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, now, that's something that is on my list of things. I haven't been to the cinema yet. I've been terribly busy mm. and poorly time managed myself. Uh, and just trying to coordinate it with my wife and our little puppy is turning into a little bit of a nightmare. I'm just trying to find now if I've seen yeah. anything a bit more mainstream, just so I can at least throw it as a reference. But I, I first Band saw of Brothers is a, probably the best poll. Yeah, I, I first saw him in Band of Brothers. He played Captain Winters in that. Oh, wait. in uh, If he's who I think he is in Dreamcatcher, he's the one that gets fully possessed by the alien. Maybe I haven't I, seen Dreamcatcher. Oh, it's terrible. Sorry, Stephen <laughs> oh, there you go. No wonder I haven't seen yeah. it then. It's got Morgan Possibly. Freeman in it. You know, one of the one of the great little pleasures that I find is watching stuff from twenty years ago, starring actors who have since gone on to be quite, you know, decently decently cast yeah. stars and and celebrities in their own right, and seeing them there, just oh my god, you're in this. Michael Caine in Jaws three, <laughs> Jaws two, Jaws four. He did Jaws four. Jaws four, but they go to the Bahamas. That's yep. right. Yep. Because yep. Jaws three was three D. But Jaws he wasn't. But was he wasn't a nobody when he did that. He actually missed an Oscar, or there was some sort of award. An ceremony. Oscar or a Razzie? No, no, no. He missed an award because he was on set filming Jaws four. There you go. He got accepted in his part. You know what he said about Jaws four? I do, but please, it's I've good. never seen it. And the money that I made from that bought me a house, yep. so I don't care. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I don't care how awful it was. Um. I think it's a pretty funny movie. Yeah. A shark, 
has a psychic connection oh God, and follows them to that's the Bahamas from the same. What's the name of the bay from the first shorts? Well, from whatever the Amity Amity Point. Yeah, it's the, the one. Is, yeah. is the, oh, Am- Amity Beach. Sorry, is the yep. is the beach? Yeah. So the shark follows. Um, the the main character is the wife of the main character from the first one. Right. The um the the, the sheriff. Because Roy Scheider's dead now. I think he's dead from the second movie onwards, isn't he? I think we well he's officially he's, dead he's by the fourth because he's yeah. got like. A, but he yeah so he's dead and the sharks getting revenge. <laughs> he eats her son. Oh my god! And then goes after her son, her other son, and herself, and follows them. Yep. Right. Yep. It's great. Good stuff. <laughs> I'm all for a shark that has like GPS. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, that, that's one little thing I like doing, um, seeing things from from ages ago, and all of a sudden these people who are surrounded by these other sea of nobodies or people just starting out in the career that haven't made it because you don't recognize them. Yeah. And just oh, look at you there. There you go. Yep. Yeah. If only you knew what you were going to go on to do. You're going to do so well. <laughs> or so, it's like watching um. Oh, what was it? Is it Monsters Ball? The the one with um, Halle Berry that she won the Oscar for? And then watching Catwoman. It's like the opposite. Ah, right. Oh, for which she won the Razzie as well, didn't she? Yep. Oh, I'm sure yep. she was nominated anyway. I think it was, was it Monsters Ball that she actually won it from? Now I can't remember. Monsters Ball? That's what I think it is, but it might be the wrong movie. Oh. I'm trying to remember the one she was in with John Travolta where they get away with it at the end. Oh, I have no idea, right? Well, I'll Hugh look Chapman's up. in it as well, and uh, they play hackers. Swordfish. She was in Monsters Ball. That I'm not. I'm not incorrect on that one. That was 2001, and Catwoman was 2004. So maybe it was. Maybe they went like right after each other. Right. So billions. Uh, Damien Lewis is in it. Yep. Um, Paul Giamatti. You'll recognize a lot of other faces as well that pop in and out for various various reasons in yep. cameos and other bit parts. Um, but essentially, it's <coughs> Damien Lewis plays uh, Bobby Axelrod, who is a um, hedge fund manager. Yep. And he's a little bit dirty. He's sort of a Gordon Gecko type character, where he he plays it he plays it very straight and like he's like he's complying with all the regulations. But underneath, he doesn't mind being being dirty and having you know having the edge doing insider trading and all sorts of other crafty stuff. Mm. And Paul Giamatti plays the um, deputy attorney general or somebody in the legal hierarchy and he's trying to go after him in the first season. Yep. It's a very simple simple setup. The characters are complicated enough um, and their own their own relationships with their with their wives and their and their families also come into it. They're trying to balance, you know, career and and family, um, and you find out what their priorities are and just how corrupted they can become uh, by pursuing their their career and pursuing each each other for that matter, because they end up having it in having it in for each other. How long has it been running for? Because you're talking saying it's kind of run off the rails the a little bit now. Fourth hasn't it? season is out. The only reason I say that is that. The, the first season I really enjoyed, it's terrifically complicated. Um, I should say sophisticated is probably a, a nicer word to, yep. to describe it. But it does, uh, there is a lot of um, interplay between the characters. It goes deep enough that you, I, I, I feel really clever watching it. Yep. Right? Well, that's it's, nice. You're, it's you're like a show it, that makes you feel... It's yeah. one of those shows. Do you remember The Newsroom? Did you ever watch The Newsroom with Jeff Daniels? No, it wasn't really, no. 
That's yeah. a, that's another show that made me feel clever, but it had really good story writing throughout. It only had three seasons, but really good story writing all the way through. Okay. Because it was focused, I think Billions has come off the rails a little bit. It's gone a little bit soap opera. Yeah. Um, not not out of desperation. I think I think there were just some bad decisions made that made the characters kind of double back on on how they'd been established. Yep. Like one of the. I don't want to spoil it, but um, one of the characters who had been established as this, you know, deeply moralistic, I won't bend, um, you know, to, I'm, I, I work for the government, I work for the Justice Department, I will not bend the rules in order to do this. Somewhere through the second season, he ends up bending the rules. Yep. And that was the first kind of signal that, okay, the, the writers are prepared to, you could interpret it that they're, prepared to make the characters look flawed you know that not everybody is perfect even when you're even when you're moralistically sound upstairs you can still make decisions that um that corrupt that yeah that, that kind of in, intention you know you you suspend your own moral authority and say okay well in this case it's going to be okay if i break the rules because i'm doing it for the right reasons and then that ends up being the start of the downfall and uh, I think they they started doing that with a lot of the characters, like breaking established um, uh, traits and and history that they had until that point, and now it's just kind of done for for fun and just to see how it goes. I'm not sure that it's working. I'm not enjoying the season as much as my my wife is. Is it over or is it? Episode? No, there's there's a fourth season and a fifth one planned, as far as I can tell. Okay. Oh wait. So which one are you watching now? Fourth. Or I've just third? finished the third season. Oh, so it might pick up for you know. I don't know. I, I didn't like the finale. Yep. I, didn't, I, I didn't like the way the third one ended. Oof. Is this a Netflix? Are you watching it? or It's on Stan. In, oh. a, in Australia, it's on Stan. I'm not sure where it is. Probably Netflix worldwide. everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Oh, God, there's so many streaming services. <laughs> and Disney hasn't been out yet. Yeah. But I don't think... I think that's kind of typical of shows. I think it's very rare for a show to keep um, to keep the same tone and to sustain the same sort of energy and atmosphere all the way through. Yeah. Like I, I go back to Seinfeld for a, a number of reasons and it's a classic I think because it was so well focused on the characters. Yeah. Like there were little explorations of how things would be different and what if Jerry got back with Elaine? Um okay, George maybe is interested in Elaine for a few episodes for for one reason or another. They never go there but they're happy to kind of explore it in that comedic way. Yeah. And it's a sitcom as well, so you can't really go that in depth. And Seinfeld, for that matter, doesn't really have an overarching story, but you get the sense that you're following these people's lives because they do change jobs, they reference you know, their, their CVs um, you know, later on in the series. So it's you get a sense that time has, has moved on. These aren't necessarily self-contained episodes, even though they, they kind of are. Yeah. But it keeps focused on the characters and it keeps it all alive. For nine seasons, it's a terrific show and I don't think it ever d- dies off and I think that's rare. I think most shows suffer this sort of thing that Billions is doing where they just tweak their characters a little bit too much and then they can't stop themselves. They they don't see that that point of no return until it's happened. Well, as a show I've watched, I've watched for about two seasons now just because it got harder to find it. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., now, okay, yes, and it's very interesting what they've done. So this show is show run by originally it was, it was Joss Whedon, but I think it's him and his brother. 
and it was very loosely tied into the Marvel movies, but not not that much. More yeah. like they reference the Marvel movies, the Marvel movies don't acknowledge them. Yeah. It's, it's a one-way uh, relationship there. But every season from that show starting, they completely flip the script on what the what the show is completely about every okay. time. And they're up to like season seven or so by this point, maybe, maybe, maybe not seven, maybe six or seven, maybe eight, who knows. And every time the show has just completely changed. Like, and to how its do, benefit. How uh, do they do it? Like, do they just put in a cliffhanger at the end of every season? Um, they wrap up the story and then they do like the typical, not not an actual, like not a post-credit yeah. sequence, but they'll, they'll do something that kind of hints the direction of the next season. Okay. And I mean, the first season was, this is the problem. The first season started off really boring because they were treading water. Have you seen Captain America Winter Soldier? No. Okay. <laughs> so they were treading water because that year a movie was okay. coming out that was going to say half of the people in S.H.I.E.L.D. are actually Nazis. Okay. So they were treading water telling, this is a basic ep- you know, Monster of the Week episode of S.H.I.E.L.D. until it was revealed that the organization was dirty and suddenly all the good guys were outnumbered by all the bad guys and they okay. had to all go rogue. And one of the mem- one of the team members was also revealed to be on the Nazis. Well, they're not, there was Hydra, but you yeah. know, to reveal a member of that team as well. So one of our main characters also had to join the bad guys side and all that. And the show then turned directly into a spy thriller. Okay. By season four or whatever it is, Ghost Rider's a character for that season. So we've suddenly got a supernatural character who turns into a flaming skull. You know, it, Ghost Rider. You know, Ghost Rider. Yeah, I, I know Ghost Rider. I'm surprised to hear it come up in Agents of Agents of Shield. As in Ghost Rider, the Marvel comic, not Ghost Rider, is not Knight Rider. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, Ghost yeah. Rider. Nick Cage, Ghost Rider. Yeah. He turns into well, a flaming skeleton who is this you know, is the cursed Mexican by one, the devil. Or the Hispanic one, because right. Rob, Robbie Reyes, I think, is the name of the character, because there's, there's a many Ghost Riders. Yeah. They didn't use the Nick Cage one, which is Johnny Blaze. They used whatever his right. name is. They used the Hispanic one who has doesn't have a motorcycle. He's got like this big black muscle car, and it does the same thing, though. But it, is, it was actually really, <laughs> really well done. Um, they had a whole season dedicated to the Inhumans, so effectively the Marvel Cinematic Universe of the X-Men. Their version there, so they're not they don't have like a gene that makes them into this thing. They're actually well, they do, but it has to be triggered by this alien thing that makes it happen. Doesn't matter. Point is, the whole thing became like an alien beeper. Um, there's like, like this gas that releases oh, right. people with a certain kind of blood, you know, lineage yeah. develop. Anyway, okay. yeah. So one of the, and it turns out one of the characters in the group was also one of these. So it was once again like flipping the group. Now there's a superhero in the team. Um, but progressing onwards. Um, the last I saw up to, I can't remember what, I think it was the end of the Ghost Rider um, season. It all ends all good. And then we cut to like that little end credit sequence and suddenly Phil Coulson's now in space. <laughs> and all of S.H.I.E.L.D. is like, they, we don't even know where they are. They're in the, the galaxy somewhere on like, and not no longer on Earth. And you're like, wow, that is not the episode I started watching today. <laughs> um, but they do that constantly, just reinventing how they go. And I okay. really enjoyed it. It's, if you liked what, if you grew up watching like Charmed and Buffy and those kinds of like yeah. kitschy sort of, you know, supernatural esque, almost sitcoms but not sitcoms, you know, they got yeah, you'd love it. Like if you like that kind of stuff, it has a very nineties kind of feel in that way to it. I'm but it looks really good. I'm not at all embarrassed to say I'm a fan of Supernatural. I love Supernatural. It's a great yeah. show. Yeah, 
Is it in that sort of that sort of same um, thing where every season there's a new yes in Supernatural there's there's a new arc there's a new story that they're going to pursue absolutely yeah um and it's yeah sort of building up for that end boss so essentially in the season where one of the one of the team members is turns out to be one of those mutant sort of things the whole season is her on the run from the group because they've been ordered by the government to capture all these people so they don't they're now like in the fugitive they're effectively hunting down this person um. Which is completely different to the season before when, you know, everyone was Hydra or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, it, but every season they just like, how do we completely change the formula and go with it? Okay. But keeping the same cast of characters. They add on characters here and there, but they keep the same core group and it's really good. And the problem was season one had to pretend that it was, had nothing to tell you because the whole story was going to be flipped come episode 10 or whatever it was. Right. So people watched it and like, oh, this is fine, but it's kind of, generic and shit and like yeah i agree it was until like one episode you can literally on a chart pinpoint the exact moment the show got awesome and it stays and it, it stayed good since and I isn't that it. incredible it retroactively it makes everything else fine yep because you now know this little tweak of where it's going the little, little reveal like we, we recently did uh the spider-man movie far, far from home yep and yeah halfway through i was hating it absolutely hating it and then uh not memento what's his Jake name Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. What's his? Mysterio. Mysterio. Uh, when he when his reveal, I mean, you know it's coming, but just the way they do it, it's, oh my God, that's so fantastic. Yeah, I good. love it now. I love everything about this movie now. So I'm waiting until I can find a way. I believe they've officially announced that they are f- starting their final season, so they at least know that they're ending okay. it, which is good. Uh, is, it, it, is it tying into Infinity War and the other Avengers series? They were off planet when that all happened, but people did go missing from what I understand. But that, right. I didn't watch, that, that's the season onwards that I haven't actually seen that much of. But like even Phil Coulson's character changed dramatically. Right. Um, he's actually currently, from what I understand, the, the actor Clark Gregg isn't even playing Coulson. He's playing a guy that looks just like him, who's effectively, but isn't him, who's like, he's a okay. bad guy as well. It's, I don't know because I said I'm not up to date, but once again, they've changed it. Yeah. But they went to like galactic war, like between all these different, like from the, the races from Captain Marvel, okay, the Korean yeah. them, they've, they got involved in like that war, but not specifically with like Captain Marvel okay. and stuff. Occasionally someone from the movies will rock up, but very, very rarely. I think we've had Nick Fury on once or twice and Maria Hill on a couple of times. And Samuel L. Yeah. playing him. Oh, wow. Okay. But that's, it's not common. Yeah. Effectively there. They're linked, but they're pretty separate, you know. Still, it's nice to have the cameo. Yeah. It's yeah. It, it's nice that they, they have that continuity. That it's not just the character Nick Fury, it's Samuel L. No, no, it's, it's him, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, good old time. And like I said, I'm just waiting for it to become available for me. And I will watch the rest <laughs> of it. Because I like I, I really liked the Ghost Rider season. It was great. They did they did such a good job with the character. Like you, I mean, I'm watch, if you've only seen the Nick Cage one, then you've, you'll be in for a pleasant surprise. Okay. And even like effects wise too. Like they got that Disney backing. They're on the ABC as well, which is Disney owned in the states. So it was just they got the right funding. Like it looked good. But Disney's got its own streaming service coming, yeah. coming out this year, next year. I think it's late this year. So if it rocks right. up on there, I'll be very happy. Yeah, but it depends because obviously it's still airing currently on ABC. I suppose yeah, with the with the purchase of uh, Fox, um, they really do own a lot of content now. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, and they're um they're Disney. Their streaming services coming out like with a bundle in, in the states anyway, but like with Hulu and another streaming service. Oh bloody and hell! You just pay one fee and get all three fucking right. things built in. So it's gonna be good, I think. Just com- com- competition wise, hopefully good. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There is an overload of content. 
Yeah. You know, there is I'm I'm overwhelmed every time I finish a show and I'm looking for something new. What do and you pick? Yeah. I end up going to things I'm familiar with just because I know that anything I any anything I choose, I'm setting up a commitment to watch a new season of, you know, and however many seasons it ends up going for of this new show. Well, what is it as well? Like anything over nine choices, the human brain, or maybe not nine, nine or... Something like that, yeah. That you, region, yeah. Uh, that you just become overwhelmed and all the positives you get w- with choices just get undermined yeah, so, so like you, your brain can't on the spot. Like, okay, if you made a list and did a proper anal- you know, analytical comparison, you'll work it out. But like on the spot, if you're trying to pick what peanut butter to buy and there's 20 peanut butters in front of you, yeah, you're on the spot, you can't make like an intuitive reaction choice on it. Yeah, it's actually detrimental yeah. to have that much choice. But if you had four in front of yeah. you, you can easily be like, oh, that one's crunchy. Yeah, yeah but I could be looking at five crunchy ones now. <laughs> I'm like, oh God, how do I, oh, do we, I oil, think, bar, no <laughs> crunch? No, they're full crunch. Oh, I think shit. You, <laughs> I think you have to get comfortable with the fact that with a lot of content and with a lot of choice, you have to be comfortable with the fact that you probably won't experience most of it. Yes, and you have to be okay with that because if you attempt to watch everything out there, even if you did nothing else, you could not get through all the content as it is right now. And it's and it's, and and the libraries are growing. Absolutely. Well, and and there's and there's not just that. There's all the YouTube content that's going on. There's all the podcasts. You will never get through everything. Did so you know that? Find things you like. <laughs> yeah, find this one podcast you like because yeah. God knows. By the time I finish the sentence, 30 more just started. That's right. I was actually reading, this is really off topic, but um, I was the, the stats like every year, like another 100,000 podcasts come out wow. or some ridiculous thing like that. But the number of them that are actually still going the year after that weren't like a short form run was like 2% of them or some crap. Seriously? Yeah. So as terrible as you might think the show is, we're in the minority of shows that have been running for more than a year, which is crazy, right? Because you think, well, this is so easy. It's so easy to have the catalogue that we have. What is it, three years worth of three content? Three years worth of bullshit. Before we get into our <laughs> self-plug, though, I, 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 I'm going to have a really brief mention to Rocco and Innovators M. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally both perfect for what they were meant to be. Um, Rocco's whole thing was they got stuck in space. At, uh, apparently, it must have been the last episode of the show or something. I don't remember yeah, Neither that. do I, yeah. but they, they landed back. It's now modern days. And obviously, he's a creature of the 90s. Um, he wants to watch his show, The Fat Heads, which is like the show written by the son of the uh, the big head characters, like the okay, Toads. Yep. But it's no longer on TV. So he goes on to say, can we get a special on? So effectively, the, this special is about pioneering to get a special of a nostalgic <laughs> TV show put on. Um, super meta, but like in a nice way. Weirdly... It gets into like gender politics, but in like a really nice way, which I didn't expect coming. Um, Mr. The Big Head's son, um, I forget what his name is, but he comes out as a Rachel. Okay. And it's there's a bit okay. there about Mr. Big Head having to deal with it, and he's like, in the Wait, end, he's is like, this a, is this a new episode? Yeah, it was. It was released like earlier, like a week or so ago. No, no. I'm, I mean, was it originally on in the nineties? No, this is a brand new one. That Bra- they, okay. Yeah. okay. Like this is a Netflix original. Right. Rocky. Rocky. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And it so was I was going to say, how, how edgy for the 90s, right? Progressive, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Mr. Behead, the whole point of like, I don't even care that my son, my daughter, whatever, it's just there's a lot of things happening to me this yeah. week. I just need, there's too much change. Because <laughs> <laughs> he loses his job and some other stuff happens. It's like, there's just too many balls in the air right now. Right. So interesting, 45 minutes, I had a really good time. If you haven't watched any Rocco before and have no attachment to it, 
don't watch it, it will you won't like it. Okay. You just it's just not meant for you in that case. But if you're someone that like me that grew up watching it, yeah, you probably have a really good time with it. Um, Invader Zim, once again, does the same thing of here's where we left the story, nothing has changed. Oh, and then like right. let's now continue on. Effectively, Zim disappears and Dib, the alien hunter boy, spent his entire time just watching Zim's house, waiting for <laughs> Zim to do something. And it's the reveal of Zim comes out. Did he even have a plan? Who knows? You know, Zim gets up to his mischief and Dib tries to stop him because he's just going to destroy the world. Of course. Um. So, but humor stayed on point. We laughed quite a lot. My my wife really enjoyed. We watched both of them together last night. Um. So it wasn't just me laughing, which is good. And like I said, just honestly, it was about an hour as well. This is very like you can watch both of them together in the space of one movie <laughs> with change. Yeah. Um. But yeah, all in all, both very weirdly true to where they've come from. But the humor felt modern at the same time. Okay. Like there was a bit which um, I can't explain now because it would just take longer than it's worth. But there was a specific joke in Invader Zim that I literally turned to my wife and said, this feels like a Rick and Morty bit. Uh-huh. And it's and that it, interesting you should say that with it uh, being a new release now. Yeah. yeah. Like it was just this this thing that I said, this feels like 100% a gag that we, haven't, we have not seen in it. But if we had seen any episode of Rick and Morty, we wouldn't have batted an eye it, yep. because it felt right in. But it also didn't feel that out of place from what we were watching. Interesting. So, so, yeah. so somebody has really done their their homework yeah. on, on the fan service, on the fan right, yeah. So like I said, I don't want to spoil too much. It's 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 your basic you know, hour long episode. In this case, you know, Zim does a thing, Dib tries to stop him. A lot of the recurring characters uh, from both this and Rocco, yeah. a lot of the stuff I remember, brought back. I remember yeah. Rocco, I'm definitely gonna watch that one. But yeah, all in all, good I'm, time. Oh. And yeah, I, I, part of me wishes they weren't specials. I just wish we had another season of Zim. Yeah. It was a funny show. And I don't know if I could watch an entire s- a new season of Rocco because Rocco is one of those shows where it just beats down that main character over and over and over again. And, I, and it was fine week to week. Yes. But watching oh. it in a big binge. Yeah, it feels that'd, so bad. M- kill you. Yeah. But <laughs> Zim, you could do. I could do Zim. <laughs> All right. I think we should leave that there though. Perfect. Go well, watch them. If you want more... Don't look for us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. Don't tweet at us from the future at Second Take TNC. Don't actually do look at us on Facebook. Yeah, please that's, do. That, that's where we are. That's the main one. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Second Take. It's so hard to run more than one social media. It really and is. And I've already got yeah. my own one, like as a human being. Yeah. Um, so you can go over to our website, secondtakepodcast.com. We have three years of content, three glorious years of content. Look at us. Pushing Against the Grain, a podcast that lasted more than two months. We did it. Yep. We did it so many times. If you squeezed it all together, there's probably a hundred or so minutes of everything. If you really squeezed it all. I actually did. It was on our Facebook for a little bit. I went back. I mean, an hour show every single week for three years. Yep. And then we started doing midweek shows like this as well. I actually did the math at one stage. That's like a solid week at least, a week and a half. Of, of, of continuous content. I'll see if I can find it that's really, really quickly. Because I did that's actually, actually kind of hard to do. Well, it turns out it requires no qualification. <laughs> oh, no, no. I mean, <laughs> even if you, just to, just to sustain it for that long, like you haven't become bored by it in all that, in all that time. At Me? least not no. enough to stop doing it. I'm just thinking, you know, like a, like a TV show, you know, Seinfeld or Frasier, doing the marathon of every single episode, that only lasts a few days. But we're talking about a week and a half yep. of, of you know, continuous 24-7 content. 
of this, just us talking, but okay. It's e- it's easy to produce, but it's there. Where is it? So I did actually compile a <laughs> list because I was genuinely like, how amazed. Many, how many minutes it would be all up? Um, so we've, uh, as of when I did this, 14, which was... 1,440 minutes in a day. So it'd be like 15,000 minutes. Does that sound about we've right? We've been going... When, okay, as the time that I released the stat, which was early this year, um, we'd been up to 209 hours, which is apparently just short of nine continuous days. Yeah, that sounds about yeah. right. So yeah. secondtakepodcast.com, hear that. Um, <laughs> and if you want to support that long-ass show, uh, patreon.com slash take. So we'll be back next week with either Napoleon Dynamite High School High or The Master of Disguise. All equally terrible. Yep. Um, and and I, lovable in their own right. And from what I understand, Alex will be back because he won't have any, he won't be off on assignments. So we'll go back to our regular <gasps> format. He'll have time. I assume. I just assume he has time. Perfect. I'm going to hit the outro music. Do. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 